You're listening to. And you're listening to the Clubcast, a podcast about pop culture and the creative life from an Asian American perspective. And hey everyone, welcome to episode 115, 115 of the Collabcast. It's Friday, April the 14th. We're just fast forwarding right through time, guys. Yeah. 2017. <laughs> I'm Marvin. I'm Minji. And we are your hosts for this weekly look at pop culture in Asian America. And this week we have a very special guest with us. What? The very funny, the very Is that talented. that my thing this week? What? Yeah, you're the, you're the yeah. hype machine. Yeah. You're the morning, morning party bus hype machine. You mean I have air horn. Go uh, say her name and then I'll. Yeah, I know. No, say her name and then. Oh, Vilan Bowden. (laughs) Welcome to the show. We did not just do that two times. Everyone's so annoyed because I've done this before. I love it. It's not a nap, you guys. It's my voice. (laughs) You may have seen her on uh, the recent. What's the right word? Slew of Asian American comedy shows at the UCB Theater. Yes, if you're so lucky to be in Los Angeles. Asian AF, ScarJo presents. We yep. first met her. I first met her at a collaboration uh, with team Voltron. Team Voltron. So much fun. <laughs> and um, I, I didn't know this until I um, went back and rewatched it. But you were on an episode of Parks and Rec too. Yes. I was. Yes. <laughs> didn't I rave about this? I let you know about this. No, I watched it. Cones of Dunshire because I saw it. And I was like, yes. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, welcome We're so to the excited. show. Hey, so thanks. Excited. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and you have a new show that just premiered. Andy Mac. Andy on Mac Disney. on the Disney Channel. Yeah. I love this show, and not just because I'm in it. I love it. Awesome. <laughs> I love it, too. So I didn't actually, Marvin and I haven't caught up because I haven't seen you in a couple of days. But um, no, I watched the, the first episode, nice. and I'm like completely in love Thank with the story you. and the act, like, Peyton? Peyton Elizabeth oh. Lee. Adorable. <laughs> she plays my, you know, the twist. Yeah. Of it. It's it's like weird because if you haven't seen it yet, there's a small chance that you may still be surprised. Yeah. So Peyton plays my sister daughter <laughs> in the show. Uh, Andy is a 13 year old girl whose sister comes home uh, to live back at the family house again, and then her sister, me, tells Andy that I'm her mother. Um, and I've never been her sister. How about that? That was crazy. Well, because Marvin, like, he watched it. You watched it like a month or a few months ago. It was while we were at South by. I was right. trying to show you because I, I had watched it the week before when it came out. When mm. it first came out, yeah, on, oh, cool. on YouTube as a preview. I was deliriously yeah. tired. This was at like three a.m. This is what he does. That's why I told you. Like, he watches stuff, and I like opt for sleep. <laughs> but like three a.m., I th- I think that's a fair thing. But I wanted to watch it. I was like, I can't form sentences right now you gotta so. watch things when you're not tired yeah yeah but he told me he's like there's a huge this is really real <laughs> like oh said, it's no. really real yeah and i was like i don't know what that means but i'll watch it <laughs> you know how hard it is to get her to watch stuff like the fact that she's actually watching tv now it's tough oh, we were just talking about this you have to yeah. pull teeth to yeah. get me to watch something like <laughs> i need something to be vetted for me 10 times over before I engage. <laughs> Even when it is vetted 10 times over, she still finds reason not to watch it until yeah. she's like, 
until you can't do anything else is what happens very true no 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 no. now 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 it's a priority now (laughs) it's like i should i should engage and now we're watching shows and it's interesting because i can actually engage in conversations well on that note we're going to talk more with lilan about andy mac and all the great things that she's been up to um after the break but first let's get into our roundtable segment where we talk about what's on our mind in the world of pop culture and um minji are you even watching stuff i have actually I wanted to talk about her t- her topic first because do you, it, it, it leads was going to into... segue into mine. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah, we totally did not plan this before the show. Let's cut that out. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> we're just chatting. We're, we're chatting while the we're mics are being set up. No, no. This is staying in. Leland, what's on your mind? Oh, gosh. Um, well, I the topic was supposed to be Asian-American themed, right? It doesn't have it doesn't to be. It doesn't have to be. Oh, well, here, there we are. Um, <laughs> I, I thought it had to be Asian-American themed, and I know that you had guests talk about this before, but I wanted to talk about the rise of Asian American comedy. Um, yes. Yeah. I really think it's a, a very um, bountiful time uh, for comedians who are Asian. Yeah. Uh, and you've played a huge role in, in, in that as well. I, I'm, I'm doing what I can here, guys. I'm going <laughs> to my improv shows. <laughs> well, I, I, there's like a lot of people in the, so I took classes and perform at Upright Citizens, Citizens, Brigade. There we are. Words. Citizens. Upright Citizens Brigade. Upright Citizens Brigade. What a to do to die today. Um, Red leather, yellow leather. Yeah, now I'm ready. Um, and uh, there are just like a couple of uh, power players at uh, that are in the community of Upright Citizens Brigade. Will Choi, Jenny Yang, who are putting together these shows. And Oh, and also um, my friends Fyodor Chin and Jolene Kim yes. put together a show called The Golden Hour. Mm-hmm. And so like there's all these shows now that like and they're working so hard to not only make sure that these shows are going to be awesome but they're going to be jam-packed yeah and it is so exciting and empowering to go into and i mean i've like performed at this theater now for like 10 years (laughs) and i performed improv all around la for 10 years and the norm when you do an improv show is you're lucky if the audience uh, if the audience outnumbers the people on stage you know that's like (laughs) that's a good show that's a good turnout we have more people in the crowd than on the stage you know and so uh, to be able to perform improv to large crowds that are like due to the organization of uh will Choi and jenny yang and keiko um mm, i Again, again, yes. Um, <laughs> like th- these people are like really making it happen, and I owe them like a great uh, <laughs> a debt of gratitude for putting me in their shows and to bring the Asian American community together, and Jolene and Theo as well. Well, I mean, you guys yeah. are killing it. That's like what it was really funny because when we invited you guys to Collaboration LA last year, that was the first time we ever had an improv. We weren't. Yeah, team. we were like. Ninety nine percent sure it was going to do really really well. Yeah, we knew. <gasps> wow, one percent like no. <laughs> people don't trust improv that much. <laughs> no, I, well, I'm a total improv nut, and yeah. I was like, this is going to be amazing. But I, I realized like, how do we not have an improv team yeah. at a show before? So we called up Will, and Will worked we, his we, magic. Yeah, we were, and we got Voltron, which was like our number one choice. <gasps> yes. Like, will they do it? I don't know. Is this enough time to ask them? This like assembling the Avengers. Is this enough notice? Oh my gosh, you just compared my improv team to the Avengers. Yes, I did. Yes, I did actually. Well, because I'd seen you guys at Comedy Comedy Fest as well. Yeah, and it's just I don't know. Oh gosh, that was so much. That's when we did the um, when John Cho was our monologist. Yes, yes. a dream come true. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was fun. And he was really good. You know, he has that really yeah. dry humor. Yeah, but he I don't know. It was really fun. 
yeah and inspiring <laughs> but I'm, I'm so glad that you guys are doing that and that's the thing with with improv i get <laughs> i did ucb 101 yes and having the grad show we had maybe like 12 people there oh, that's like, a great turnout that's what i'm that's saying such a, you know a good like, turnout okay and we weren't you know it's our first show we're like not too intimidated we're like it's only 12 but it's 12 people. <laughs> um, but having that crowd, everyone's there rooting for you and they're like giving you that energy. That's why I always root for like live shows. You can't replace that feeling and that vibe. Oh, yeah. Of yeah. the live audience. It's just so, so exciting because like there's now enough numbers where I really feel like we could make comedy an Asian thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like improv comedy. Oh, yeah, that's what a lot of Asian people do, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> I've heard that. And also, like, Asian American improv comedy, which is something that is different than Asian comedy, too. Because every time I go to a ScarJo show, because that, that's the free one, mm-hmm. and you get packed at Inner Sanctum, like two, 300 people, there's always new faces there that you heard about it or have never been to a comedy show before. It's and amazing. They leave, like, changed. Ah. Right? <laughs> that first one, though, I was really, I, I've talked about this before, but, like, I was really shocked at the the what's the word the array of people cuz like we uh-huh. we're in the Asian American entertainment you know artistic community a lot right and yeah. so we there's always the kind same of like, people all the time but at different <laughs> events different yeah. events have different crowds you know what i mean uh-huh. and like that show brought a lot of different crowds together and that was yes. really fun and that's what yes. we like to do with collaboration shows hopefully to because that's what we want to do because we have music and we have dance and we have comedy and mm-hmm. you know we try to fuse those elements and it always brings out a really diverse group of within the Asian American community. It's so exciting. Yeah, people that wouldn't go to like a comedy show that only go to concerts like all of a sudden they're like, oh, this improv stuff's pretty funny. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. Those, those mashup shows are, are great. I just did one, uh, not Asian American themed, but it was with Voltron actually the other day in the Inner Sanctum. Nice. Uh, uh, smaller s- turnout than ScarJo, but still pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this show is called Tiny Pizza and uh, this show combines um, musical acts with comedy so we do our improv inspired by the song that we just the live song that's played right before us it was so much fun um the really fun oh my gosh it's great (laughs) and the music was so good we our set was inspired by a group called good grafe um which are two uh two twins that do really pretty music nice yeah was it like mellow like uh there's a cello one person oh, plays a cello oh, and another oh. person plays a guitar yeah. i'm a sucker for cello well well we were talking about uh basically one of the things that i have discovered about i've always been like high drama if you will <laughs> um i've always gravitated you know i've watched everything since i've grown up but like kind of when you get in the creative world and you're making art and you're trying to think of creative ways of like how would I present this to the world mm-hmm. um, one of the things that struck me the most about comedy is just that you get you have a freedom in comedy to kind of push the envelope in a lot of ways because comedy is something that people invite because you get to laugh right uh-huh. yes. and um, and that was something really really eye-opening for me just because I always like kind of wanted to go to things that make people cry but now I want to make people cry <laughs> via laughing because you it's still it doesn't ever take away from saying something profound or saying something mm-hmm. deep or saying something um, provocative and a lot of times it gives you freedom to do that that's a really great way to validate the art of comedy I yeah because I feel like yeah there there are people um 
comedy tends to get this reputation that it's like it's not valuable. You know, it's it's for fun, but it doesn't do anything. Where especially, especially, I feel like we're living in a time right now where the comedy shows are taking the charge on like rem- reminding us what reality is. Yes, yeah. you know, I'm yes. a big fan of Samantha Bee's show, um, Full Frontal. Show. Yes, yeah. so good. <laughs> like, um, and. Like that feels like therapy to me as well as comedy, right? Because it's like, remember, you're not crazy, the world is, right? Right, <laughs> and we can laugh at that and laugh at ourselves, but also recognize that. Oh, yeah, which is like, I think it's yeah. the best way to like say some things that are really hard to say and with like a straight face, just mm-hmm. like let's laugh about it, yeah, and then yeah. cry. Yeah. <laughs> and what's great about like improv and especially you know, watching really, really good people do it is watching people find the funny and even like the most weirdest or mundane things. And I sure. love that stuff. Yeah. I think the mundane stuff is the funniest crap ever. <laughs> like making a whole sketch about like a cup of tea. I think you could, somebody could totally do that. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean like the whole, the whole philosophy besi- behind like UCB is like use what's truthful, you know, don't, don't try to fabricate something to create laughs. Like find out what in your life you find interesting or odd. And then, um, expose that yeah you know yeah. truth so powerful and so that <laughs> sounded so sarcastic <laughs> i mean it i mean it <laughs> and i suppose that. And I, I, I don't mean that. it being sarcastic you get it and totally, sincerity totally mean it guys. yes <laughs> and well it's it's great because um now will's been able to is this his fourth Asian AF show, like he just sold out his April show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tickets go fast. Yeah. It's so cool. And oh. um, he made a T-shirt for that that show too. That just went viral, which is great. Which I freaking love, and I, I don't know. It's just so cheeky. Again, Will, I did a random skit with Will where we did a K drama parody, which hasn't been edited yet, but it exists, <laughs> and it's the funniest shit ever. And I, I kind of pride myself that like if I need to hold character, I can. But he's the one that broke me. Will is a really, really funny. He really is. Comedic you know, actor. He does a lot of uh, behind the scenes stuff, but he's a funny dude. He's hilarious. And so when I saw this shirt, I was like, "Of course you did." Like, <laughs> it's just the Scarlet Emma, oh, yeah. Matt, and yeah. Tilda. Tilda. Yeah, um, which People is now did, did, like yeah, like all the rage. Yeah, like it's a has this shirt been described before? It's a black shirt that is in the same style of yes, yeah, like yeah. the, the call out shirt has um, the names of famous. People who've played Asians on screen. Famous white people who've played Asian <laughs> Asian people. Yeah. Our most beloved Asian actors. That's how I describe yeah. it. Our most beloved. It like Scarlett, and, Emma, Tilda, and Matt. Matt. And <laughs> what was the, what was the original version of that? Story? It was the Beatles, right? I remember seeing like the Beatles and like right. uh, rap artists. That's what I'm saying. I've seen so many versions. It's I don't a know. meme. It's 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 something that. Because I've also seen it described like the city, the streets of my city. Yeah, you know? like I've seen so many yeah. versions. Of, it's just a stylized thing of listing out the important whatevers. Yeah, yeah. in um, at South by Southwest, they were selling a shirt with that same uh, style with the names of like um, it was like Prince, Bowie, like all the all the famous people that, that died. That died. Yeah. That's so sad. But it's oh, honoring man. them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the black and white. Um, but so, yeah, now it's gone viral. It's like a fun game. Like, what are these people known for? Well, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to pay attention to it. And now Will's shirt's getting a lot of attention to it, which is segues into my topic. Because um, an actress from 13 Reasons Why, she wore her, that shirt. She got, I, was she at a show? Did she get it at a show or did she just like purchase it? I think she got it. Because before that happened, the only way to get it was at a show. Yeah, it was only in person, right? Because the, the, the viralness of the post um, got Will off his butt. 
to like finally finish the website. Okay. Well, yeah. she she was sitting in her dressing room and she's looking all fabulous and like woke as fuck. And she's wearing this <laughs> shirt and it just it went viral and it got picked up by a lot of different press outlets and everyone's like Well, the thing Can is, I she, see that Instagram again yeah. of her wearing the shirt. She had posted it, I think like a couple months ago, like it was a while ago. It's been a while. And because the show came out, someone picked it up and then they went. Well, it's just like yeah. when all the stars align, yeah, yeah. suddenly it becomes a thing. Mich- Michelle, Celine. Yeah. Ong. Ong. Yeah. This, is, this is so cool that she's wearing Will's shirt. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so exciting. Yeah. Um, yeah, and she does a really great job on 13 Reasons Why. I don't know why I called her Celine. That was like, I love that name. It's so unique. I think that's <laughs> the first name. It's Michelle. Um, yeah, this is awesome. Now I have to show you Run River North if you guys didn't see it. <laughs> Alex. Alex Wang, who's now the headline, one of the people that's going to be performing at the next Asian AM. Right. He did a. It's a great that Will's been adding um, music to his. Yeah, no, we love it because yeah. that's a lot of our universe too. He looks really laid back in the show. He shirt. does. He looks so, <laughs> He's so propped up on that bathroom sink. And I love it because, and then like she's, and it's also like it's a funny synergy because she's in the press right now because of Thirteen Reasons Why, mm-hmm. which is one of the shows I'm actually watching. Nice, which is a show that's been getting a lot of praise it's for great. actually having a diverse cast. Very diverse. I love it. And we're both on the same episode, so we, oh, were, yeah. we were chatting about this before. Uh, here's the feel good movie, uh, feel feel good series of the year. Totally. You know, I'm only th- three episodes in, so I don't know if this changes, but I will say, like, because like we're talking about Asian American stuff, like I love her character in the show, um, where she's like this kind of like girl who like wants to care and wants to be a part, but is like kind of full of shit. shit. <laughs> um, and uh, and then there's and. Also, an Asian American actress playing one of the teachers, and there's a scene where the the main character Clay overhears two of the teachers, and and this Asian American actress is like, yeah, I mean, I'm just so broken up about it, and like also is kind of disingenuous. I'm like, man, why has it got to be all the Asians that it's like pretending to care? It's like those the, like is that Keiko's character? It's Keiko, okay. yeah, it's Keiko. That's that's Keiko. <laughs> You're kidding me. Founder, yeah, she's Will's Will's like partner in crime. Oh my gosh! Well, it's proven now. I definitely have. Well, face she doesn't blinders. wear her glasses and stuff. She's like very in her character. I do this all the time, <laughs> where it's just like, like someone will put a pair of glasses on, or they'll put a wig on, and then all of a sudden, I don't know who they are. They disappeared. I don't know who they are like, anymore. It's it's real. Like that's my, good. My, it's acting. my yeah. dad actually has face blindness. Um, Your dad does. Yeah. Okay. He, so maybe I I don't I don't think I do. <laughs> I don't think I do, but I know it's not my strength. With face blindness, I can't believe that's one. Keiko. That's crazy. That's Keiko. <laughs> She's so good in it. She is really, really that's good. Amazing. Yeah, and she plays that teacher. It's so like, funny because Keiko in person looks like she's like fourteen. I know. Like, and and she looks like a teacher in the show. Every time they put it, like the headshot that they used in mm-hmm. Hollywood Reporter, Variety, or whatever, yeah. the announcing, I was like, she looks like she's like sixteen years yeah, old. Yeah, she she well, looks she, like she should be attending that th- high school. I was like, is she, she a student? <laughs> I mean, she played a high school student when she was like, like I don't even know, like late twenties, early probably, 30s. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, as Hollywood does. And that's where yeah. we all the my cousin and I were looking up the ages of the actual cast of the high schoolers. Oh yeah, like the main girl's twenty, so we're like, oh, they're doing better than Dawson's Creek. <laughs> yeah, that is true. <laughs> like I don't know, thirty yeah. year olds. But it's 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 really uh, moving on to the to the show. It's like there's so many different characters, and it adds dimension. And I don't know, it just sucks you back into high school. But then also kind of 
as an you know grown adult, which were were you know high school never ends, still makes you really think about social dynamics and like the power plays of I hierarchy hope, and the I things hope we've heard everybody of. watches the show. Yeah. I hope lawmakers watch the show. Like th- these are real. Like I think especially being female, it strikes a very um, haunting chord. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's very real. Where yeah. It's like, yeah, you know, like these are the things that are very bothersome that you can't really talk about. You and know? that people joke about and write off. And, yeah. you know, and I then they blame like, you for why are you making it such a big deal? Yeah. Like, get over it. Like the, these subtle ways that women get harassed. And it's got to be terrible to be a teen, especially now with social media. I I think my lucky stars that I did not I yeah. was not in high school when social media was a thing I wouldn't have made it out ditto like I, God I would have crumbled <laughs> I mean we were bad enough with aim just you know yeah I was bad enough with like notebooks spit like slam books okay like yeah. with paper like that 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 you know yeah. talking about the list mm-hmm. um, Do you I remember mean, the days when like harassment online was just like making up a fake account and poking someone warning someone until they can't like aim anymore well, I think that harassment online I feel like it's what always what you existed, doing Marvin right? <laughs> I don't remember that Marvin was like that's how I got under people's skin <laughs> Facebook poke again <laughs> you've accounts, been poked <laughs> fake accounts I don't know I never did that I just dated horrible guys in high school but like that's and that's so real to like oh gosh it's so i hope i really hope everybody watches the show i hope this becomes the new reality where it's like yeah these things are a problem pay attention yeah and i didn't know that the show wasn't it wasn't a real story like that's what i went in thinking it was was a real story based on the book i think it's based on a book and then the writer based it off of his cousins she did not commit suicide but she attempted or something and so it's like well this story is sadly so prevalent yeah it is everywhere and i've been following cases like that like i want to say like maybe four years ago it's all i could think about and i was following case after case of like the same type of thing where a girl in high school gets harassed a picture of her gets shared like she like she's intoxicated and put in a compromising position, a picture of her gets shared and then she kills herself or she attempts it. Or, you know, they try to go to the the police and local law enforcement and they say, well, there's not really nothing we can do. Right. So you're going to now have to go to high school with your rapist or you're going to, you know, like it's, it is, and there's crazy no the amount of strength it's got to take to be a girl who's victimized in high school. Right. That has, that's got to be the strength of like, 10 gladiators you know like i can't imagine i mean there's like even what you're saying not even just like law enforcement but like how teachers and everybody deal with bullying yeah like yeah and your communities and because it because it goes so deep it's not even just like okay structurally like what's the process of punishment and blah 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 blah. like that's kind of like at the very tail end of after it's already happened but friend's sister of mine you know where something like that happened to her and then the administration of the school was like well it's probably the girl's fault you know like they it's uh, i yeah yeah. Oh, now I'm angry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like all the emotions. I made myself angry. No, but and and but uh, I think that's funny. The other feel good show that I'm watching is Black Mirror. <laughs> oh, is, like, I terrible. love Black Mirror. But yeah, but all of it's kind of it's like all the feel good. Uh, what's is everything okay? You, you, you watch Friends and Parks and Rec. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I watch that after. 
These are, that's the first time Parks and Rec is when I wore up in a cool down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. I literally <laughs> turned it on after. I was like, I need a break. Yeah. I need to like regroup and yeah, yeah, yeah. I go wash my it's dishes, like, dishes uh, with Leslie Nope. How, how like Chris the, the spa gets too hot so you jump in the pool. Exactly. And then the pool gets too cold so you exactly. jump back in the spa. Like, Do you see? <laughs> so the comedy and the drama, they help one another so we can survive this world. <laughs> I've been watching like stress-free shows like... The Great British Bake Off. <laughs> Chef's Table is that. another yeah. escape. Yeah, Chef's Table is another escape. But anyway, I just want to kind of like, now that I've watched a few episodes, and, mm. and it's awesome that we're on the same episode, but just the importance of this show, the diverse cast, Keiko, like... I can't believe Bobby I didn't Michelle. recognize Keiko. <laughs> That's so... That's like, it all, it all makes sense now. She played it so well. I believe that this woman has always been a teacher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She does, right? And like, yeah, again, I, it's kind of like the argument that we've been making about good stories are compelling and, you know casting different people in it is is for the better like you can get more dimension out of understanding people that you wouldn't have like if it was you know a different ethnicity teacher yeah. would you have looked at it the same way or like i don't know i think keiko does a great job i think michelle does a great job and i can't wait to see more of her character because i'm sure she's coming up in this i hope series. so yeah she plays that character very well she does and it's, um, it, like she really rides that line of the jock guy too oh um, zach Oh, Zach. That's Zach a character's which, name. Which is which one's Zach? There's Justin. Yeah, the, Justin's the, dream, the, the little dreamboat, the little punk dreamboat. Yeah, and then there's he's the tall Bryce. Asian guy. Oh, Zach is the tall Asian guy. Okay, yeah. got it. Yeah, and he's talked about that. I actually read his article about being cast as like you know the jock mm. and yeah. being like, oh, you're the Asian jock, or you just and he's like, I'm just the jock, but like, and he's played that character before. Yeah. Well, even that is like, you know, I yeah. didn't see that that often growing up myself on a major television show where like the Asian guy's the jock. And we know that, you know, Asian guys can also be meatheads. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <Ain't it> great. <laughs> totally. <laughs> anyway, what's on your mind, Marvin? Well, it's kind of uh, not related, so there's no good segue. But uh, I read an article this weekend about um, how bone broth is becoming oh, the more thing. expensive because yeah. hipsters have discovered it. And it got me thinking. It was it wasn't exactly um, Asian American or Asian focused because don't everyone uses bone broth. It's like your basic stock. Mm-hmm. But um, I was out at dim sum on Sunday with my girlfriend and her her friends, and we were looking around. We saw like tables of people like non Asians with no Asian friend, and this is like in in, uh, in non Asians with no Asian friend. <laughs> yeah, no um, Asian friend. There's at, no at liaison. A dim sum restaurant. <laughs> That's why is that new. It's not what I'm saying, like, just thinking about just how we're at a point now where we go to boba places, you go to two Chinese restaurants. Maybe it's because Korean restaurants, I see tons of non-Korean people there. Well, it wasn't that long before that, you know, you had to have, like, your... Oh, it's always more convenient. Like, I still get asked, and they're like, can you order everything? Well, I think it's also kind of exciting because, like, uh, this video came, like frequented my facebook feed called like lunchbox story uh-huh. and like it's talking about like asian americans growing up like the the moment when you realized you were bad and different because your food was different yeah <laughs> and mm-hmm. and and the shame and, and the social ostracization that came with yeah. that you know where like i i know i definitely got like uh you know grief for bringing traditional taiwanese food Mm. um i don't know what it's called but my mom would make the um like a rice with like pork and wrap it in banana leaves and then and the string i love melissa shea oh my god what's it called my friend from elementary um, school she brings in chinese it's 
Whenever like, Melissa brought that, I was a happy girl. Like, I was like, girl. In, wow. in the, you know how in menus they, they like literally describe it? So it's like gluten is rice all like wrapped <laughs> in banana right. leaf or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. It, it it is such an efficient language. That's why. That's why I love the new the new wave of like restaurants opened by Taiwanese Americans that like actually name it something cool sounding or just like literal. Yeah. What's an example of that? I'm curious. Um. There's uh, Pine and Crane. In, oh in yeah. yeah! Oh my gosh! I'm crazy about. And here's the funny thing: I didn't know that Taiwanese food was because uh, I'm an idiot. Um, I didn't know Taiwanese food was its own thing. I like I thought it was pretty synonymous with Chinese food. Yeah. Um, and going to Pine and Crane my first time blew my mind <laughs> because I hadn't seen those dishes since like childhood on my mom's kitchen table. And I was like, these aren't just like my grandma's secret recipes. Other pe- How do they know about my grandma's recipes and the the sweet pork like in slices yeah. with the garlic? And I'm like, that's, they've stolen all the secrets. <laughs> the secrets are out. <laughs> and I, I was, oh, I was, I love bringing people there too. And I'm yeah. Like, Welcome <laughs> to my childhood. Oh, I love it. I mean, but that's the thing. So I was, instead of saying, oh, what are, what are these like gringos doing here i'm like oh that's awesome please come enjoy yeah, our culture it's a new you know? yeah. yeah so it's like you know from being like traumatized and and as a like a kid right. from having the different thing now like the different thing is all good. y'all white people want to get in on that action like great you know yeah. <laughs> fantastic i recommend it <laughs> I love, but yeah. the bra thing is so real because I I don't know if it's the hipsters for me. I've seen it from like the healthy, the fitness freaks. What's That's, the benefit? It's just supposed to be really it's good like for like collagen in it or something. Yeah, or? it's good for weight loss. It's good for like soups in general became the thing. Souping became the new juicing, and now it's like the bone broth thingy. Souping, souping is because souping. you get the fiber. Sorry, and you're not I'm like, souping this week. Yeah, it's like I'm my a mom soups. My mom likes making like um, pumpkin. Yeah, puree soup. Yeah, mm-hmm. my gr- my aunt yeah. loves that too. But like apparently it's really really healthy because you don't lose any of the nutrients. It's in the water. Yeah, it goes into <laughs> yeah. the water and then you eat all of it. But bone broth is like for protein and collagen and like blah blah. blah. It's like really good health benefits. So I, I mean, knew it from like the health. Yeah, from the Asian side, I was like, oh, drink this for good health. Yeah, yeah. It's well, like, it's like um, so is bone broth a, an Asian thing then? I think it's everyone uses. Educate it. me. I think a lot of Asian restaurants use like have dishes with. Bone broth as a base. Uh-huh. Especially uh-huh. Koreans. Yeah. Like the oxtail. That's soup, how I knew yeah. it as a hangover cure. Yeah. <laughs> like that's how I would. My mom nice. would make it make it out of, um, basically, she'd dump a whole, like, chicken into a pot and just simmer Boil it, it. For, yeah. for hours. For, like, eight, nine hours. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But now it's, like, a really healthy thing. People are catching on. Yeah. It's been healthy forever since yeah. as long as people have been making it. But uh, people now know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it was funny what Kylie Jenner, this makes me think of Kylie Jenner and her ramen. <laughs> because she put egg oh, in I'm it. I'm so excited. I don't know about this. Yeah, your heart. I'm sorry to <laughs> be was, like introducing like it. it. No, this is, this it was is like last yeah, year, but yeah. she put egg in her ramen, yeah. which is like <laughs> what you're supposed to do. Yeah. And um, I don't have ramen without an egg. The, and then the internet went crazy because they're like, oh my God, she just made this whole new ramen what? revelation. What? Well, <laughs> oh, I'm glad I didn't know about this. I'm, know. Like, I'm angry again. Pulled off my earrings wonder, and be like, what? I wonder what that series of like events were. Was it the internet went crazy or did the internet make itself go crazy? Well, this you know? Snapchat, you know, like yeah. and you think of the demographic and think of who's following Kylie Jenner. You know, like I'm sure there's a lot of different people, but it's just inter- interesting who and what will introduce what into yeah. the mainstream. 
as long as we can kind of come back to the roots and like honor where it comes from, it's, well, full, she it's fine. Using the, the right ramen? Was she using cup ramen? I or don't like even know. Actual, I didn't watch like, the Asian actual packets, things. I don't get know? mad. But I was like, okay, guys, enjoy your egg and your ramen. Oh, man, that sounds so... Yeah. I'm like hungry. I'm hungry now. Yeah. I'm going to Pine and Crane after this. Do mm. it. I think oh. I will. Oh, wait, no, it's... Two, no, it's Monday. <gasps> yes, they're open. What happened to my topic? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> We're bone broth. Take a, bone broth, yeah. yeah. I forgot where I was to go with that. Anyways, we'll be... Uh, we're going to take a quick break and then come back and talk more with Lilan. Yay. Hey, everyone. It's Marvin here again to remind you that the Collabcast is a part of Collaboration, a nonprofit organization supporting Asian Americans in the arts and entertainment. Discovering, developing, showcasing, and connecting the creative talents of the API community. You can learn more about collaboration, our programs, and check out our content by going to our website at www.collaboration.org. That's also where you can find past episodes of this podcast. A reminder that the Los Angeles Asian Pacific Film Festival is taking place at the end of the month, kicking off on Thursday, April 27th, and going till the following weekend. Collaboration is a proud community partner of the film festival, and we'll be presenting two films during the weekend. Um, the first is Save My Soul, the full-length documentary by the Jubilee Project about human trafficking in Korea. You can go back and check out episode 56 of the Clapcast, Saving Souls, with director Jason Lee, where he talks more about his experience making this film. Save My Soul premieres on Saturday at 5 p.m. at the Aratani Theater. Collaboration is also presenting the documentary Millie Murals, a documentary about the transformative power of modern graffiti art and Asian Hawaiian culture for a new generation. Mele Mirrors was screened at 5 p.m. on Sunday, April 30th at the Tateuchi Democracy Forum at the Japanese American National Museum. Another new development is that the Collabcast will actually be at the festival doing a live show at the Potluck Podcast Collective Podcast Lounge, taking place that first weekend of Saturday, April 29th and Sunday, April 30th. More details and scheduling will be revealed at a later time, but stay tuned and find out how you can see Minji and myself do this podcast live. For those of you interested in checking out the festival, you can buy your tickets now at festival.vconline.org. Finally, this podcast is a proud founding member of the Potluck Podcast Collective, a collective of Asian American podcasts and podcasters. You can learn more about our programs by going to our website at www.podcastpotluck.com. And as always, every week, I like to give a quick shout out to one of our fellow shows. And this week, I wanted to give a shout out to Drunk Monk. Drunk Monk is a rewatch podcast where the hosts Keiko Ogena and Will Choi drink adult beverages and watch episodes of the USA TV series Monk, sometimes with the guests and sometimes by themselves. It's a really great podcast that's actually less about Monk and more about the improv skills of the hosts, who are improv partners in real life. Will Choi, of course, is also the mastermind behind it. Discarjo Presents, an Asian AF comedy series at the UCB Sunset Theater. Uh, like we mentioned on this podcast, you may have seen his t-shirt calling out the Hollywood actors who have participated in whitewashing in the past couple years. We're super proud of Will, and if you'd like to hear a little of his comedy, check out Drunk Monk. You can find that show and the other great programs of the Potluck Podcast Collective, again, by going to our website at www.podcastpotluck.com. And that'll about do it for our updates. Uh, thanks again for listening, and let's get you back to the show. And welcome back to the Collabcast. This is episode 115. I'm Marvin. I'm Minji. And we are here with our guest, Lilan Bowden. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Got it. We're back with Lilan. <laughs> I want to hear all things Lilan right now because oh. I want to know your journey. Because you were just talking about, you, you said it earlier, where you're like, I've been doing this thing for 10 years. Yeah. And like me personally, 
just because I'm a huge fan and and also an actor and all the things. I was like, what? Go year by year. Let's break it down. Year by year. Oh, <laughs> but gosh. You know, how do I make this not boring? To, to how, sum did it you, up. how did you get started with improv? Because we can start from there. Oh, yeah, so I've been doing improv for 10 years. That's amazing. Well, actually, I started doing improv in high school. So uh, longer than 10 years. Um, but I was doing short form improv, like uh, games you see on Whose Line Is It Anyway. Where did you grow up? Uh, in the Bay Area. Yeah. yeah. Where? Did, uh, Castro Valley. Yeah. What? Pleasanton. What? Yes. Oh my gosh, we're a Bart stop away from each we other. We are one Bart stop amazing. away. Amazing. Now two because there's Dublin, West Dublin. Yeah. It's yeah. Okay. Separated, but got it. Yeah. That's um, amazing. That's so, like so cool. The same person. Pretty, pretty much. much. We did. We said pretty much at the same time. And earlier we said met- metropolitan at the same time. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Don't think I didn't notice that. You're very good at that. Um, By the way, in Voltron, I noticed that you're the. <laughs> There's always a oh, segment we, where you guys we've do broken the, the down all your guys' roles. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh my gosh. What's I've got to know? What's my role in on the team Voltron? I'm not a. How, I don't have a succinct way. You you like set up a lot of the stories. Um, when they when one of like Zach is also really good at that. Well, Zach actually is more of a gifter. I feel like. Zachary like, Yama, yeah. He's, he, he swoops in and like gives something like really random that like and says something hilarious and then just like kind of steps back out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's like, here you go. And I disappear into the night yeah, until yeah, yeah. you need me again. But you're really good at setting things up and you like, I don't know, you're very creative with like bringing things out of nowhere with like the ballet one. That's, I'm sorry, I'm like totally. We're like recapping the improv, which is totally. I know, not I know, what I can't, do. I can't do that. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to lead the audience astray, and they're like, I don't even know. What oh you're yeah, about. you can never talk about improv. It's, yeah, oh, it's, it's terrible. Hard. What I really love about, especially your guys' team, is how long your sets are, and you know, like I haven't seen anyone do do skits that long before. Like the, I don't, you weren't oh. there for Asian AF this past one, but Drew, not this past one, the one yeah. before, yeah. yeah. Well, Voltron was just three um, people. Those three people, and the, the, the entire set was just one long skit. It was Eugene. Oh, that's awesome, yeah. Drew. Glasses. What's her name? <laughs> Kathy. Kathy. Yeah. Yamamoto. Yeah. 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 Okay. There's the three of them. Cool. Just one long extended That's scene. Awesome. But wait. So how, you started in Castro Valley in high school? Yeah. So I went to comedy sports. Uh, oh, oh. So I we had a comedy sports chapter, that and I went to comedy so sports camp. Insane <laughs> comedy <laughs> sports <laughs> camp. Like yeah, it's a week long improv camp for. How did you get into that? How did that start? It was you know it was it's we had a chapter and so like we got the bulletins that like yeah there's you can um, go for a week and uh, camp counselors like your counselors we do workshops in the day. And then the counselors would do shows at night because they were professional comedy My sports people. Is blown. Yeah, I did not know that was an option in high school. It, it, we just had a chapter. I like just got in on the train, you know. Um, and, and it's not okay, at every Castro high school. Valley. You, you pretty win sweet. That one. Yeah. Pretty sweet. Uh, from Major what I hear, I just got in touch with my uh, drama teacher. Um, from high school, and she says that the drama program's still kicking, and I believe she mentioned that the improv club's still going too. That's so, so cool. cool. That's so awesome. yeah, so I didn't I did not know about that. Oh man, that it existed in that time it of my life. It changed my life. You yeah. know, I was like, oh, I get this. I think I can do this. And then I went to college at UC Irvine, and I continued improv there with their improv group, live nude people with clothes on. <laughs> That's um, the one that um, Tay Song was part of. Oh, really? Oh, yeah? Yes, he did. Yeah. He mentioned that. Do you want to tell you something? He said an actor. He was in Spa Night. Oh, no. Andrew. We must have been different years. Yeah, um, yeah. He's a lot younger. Oh. He's a little baby. Uh, well. No, no, no. I, I make fun of him. We're all young. Back in my day. We're all such youngsters. He's like a beautiful baby. We can still play 
teachers. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're young enough casters. to play teachers. Be, <laughs> I'm gonna cast as a hey. 17 year old. Um, yeah, so by the time I got to LA, I had been doing improv for six years, short form. Oh, that's so, amazing. so 16 years. <laughs> that's so dope. I love it. It's such great. Like, I feel like all high schools should have a because so my my introduction to improv and people who've listened to the podcast know this already was in grad school when i went to business school they mm-hmm. made us take four classes um during orientation to help us become better team members exactly each other, right? it's like a, such a common team building <laughs> yeah. thing now yeah. i'm gonna make i'm gonna do that at the next collab la meeting <laughs> we're gonna do that now I especially that. in high school when everything is the most important thing ever and mm-hmm. it's my way or you know you don't understand me you know being Just able to yeah, communicate is and so listen important. and listen that's listening the, yeah listening that's the main thing i learned i actually my first improv class ever was at um berkeley ywca oh cool yeah and um so it's a total different environment because people weren't there it's not an la class it's a, it's right by uc berkeley and it's a bunch of nerdy people which was awesome and they're <laughs> hilarious and it's all these people vast majority i'd say like 60 70 percent of them were there specifically to just be less awkward we all shared. That's great. You know, and they're like, I just don't want to feel scared and like an- anxious around people. That's what improv did for me. Yeah. I wasn't awkward. I, I kind of still am. <laughs> um, I, I've, I've cleaned up a little bit, you know, I, <laughs> I kind of got it mostly together. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was a super awkward kid and like uh, socially uncomfortable, and, but really wanted to be socially comfortable. Right. Um, and uh, improv really gave me this outlet of being like, oh, okay, here's a safe place for me to try new things, to be silly without judgment. And, right. And then it helps build confidence in here. Like, so when you go yes. out in a non-improv environment, you're like, I'll be okay. Like, I I can roll. Oh, yeah. I feel like especially um, like switching over to long form as well. Like I think short form really helped me build up confidence and creativity. And then long form helped me um, like gave me a lot of skills that I could also use in my life as well, like listening and um, calling out what's unusual. Mm-hmm. Like that's <laughs> not a skill I possessed. <laughs> Before I started classes at UCB, or if somebody said something that made me like squint or made me feel kind of uncomfortable, I'd kind of let it go. Mm-hmm. And because that's what we're trained to do, we're yeah. trained to be like, you know, don't make anybody uncomfortable, blah, blah, blah. And now I have like the wherewithal to be like, you know, I didn't understand what you said, or is this what you're implying? Because that is weird to me, or you're in my personal space. You need to move backwards. <laughs> like these are all things that I wasn't able Away to really say. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And that's something that like going through like years and years of training of being like, listen to what's really going on. Call out what's an unusual thing, you know? Yeah. Like, and like I got trained. I got to go to the gym I for life. I need to go life. to the gym more. <laughs> yeah. I need to go to the gym oh, more. Oh man. Get it. Yeah. The, yeah. These classes were like a gym, you know, of like, now I'm under, I'm able to say what I think. Yeah. It's like exercising the brain is comedy in the brain. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but it's, 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 I feel like it's connecting. It's like kind of opening a channel between like 
just being honest and like what you really think because you don't have too much time to think. You have mm-hmm. to be present and listening and then just go. Mm-hmm. And that's the funny thing that I was like kind of sharing with you about the podcast before, which is like, again, I credit Marvin to like really being persistent about making this whole thing happen. I was just like, I still have this really annoying tendency to shit like what's it code switching or like just kind of like shifting gears when i'm in different environments where like suddenly for this like this format i would be really opinionated and really like Mm free-flowing but in real life and other situations which people (laughs) don't expect of me because they think i'm xyz they think i'm like oh she's really opinionated Uh and very like outspoken but i would just shut up and i wouldn't call out things that were like blatantly like that's not okay or that's weird i have to work on it to this day it's, I work on it all the time. Yeah. You know, it's not like, oh, I, I've i arrived. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I never have to work on myself again. No, Absolutely. it's, it's an ongoing thing. I love hearing that you do that, though. Like, that's honestly such a, like... I will remind you that um, also, <laughs> old story on the pod, you did call out things for a short that you were on, remember? And oh, you, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of... Alex, Derek, if you're listening to this, I love you guys. I'm just... Saying, saying to your like face too. Will no, 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 no. Just like, well, multiple times I've auditioned where I'm like, I have like, I'm a, just a person in the background, and I'm kind of like, I'm trying to observe it, and I'm always trying to like not jump to conclusions. But I'm also like, why does this person have nothing to say? If, are you saying like, are you you're, when you're doing a friend's project, a friend's film, or something? Yeah, like that, or just like, like not even a friend's, just like a completely new project. I've there's been multiple occasions where. I'm like, does this character have anything to say besides, oh my god, or yeah, you like know. yeah, getting out of that realm of like, oh, I'm a person, not a prop, you right. know, to build up, you know, your right, your male character. But but I always yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I find myself like always accommodating. Well, it's their thing and it's their vision, so I shouldn't encroach my beliefs upon them. You know, always coming up with different reasons why I shouldn't say anything. Um, but I. I you know, I don't know. Just always adjusting. Yeah. Like, it's it's hard. Like, because cause I'm not perfect. I don't do it all the time, you know? Like, there are sometimes I'm like, ha And then I'll leave me like, hey, <laughs> that person was a dick and I didn't do anything about it. Yeah. You know? Well, you have to choose your battles, too. Yeah, yeah. you know. Um, but, like, yeah, it, especially being an actress, I feel like. And, and also, probably, it might be different. The the actress being a minority actress might be you know uh, different too, but like you're constantly I feel like being like hey can you be in my project as a as a prop you know I I'm fine doing I don't I don't even know this person but like I remember I was helping my friend with his thesis you know so I was in his project and then someone else in that his who was working on their thesis emailed me and he's like I'd really love you for this project and it was. A, a like the part was um, a guy who was having a fight with his girlfriend during the zombie apocalypse <laughs> and then she leaves and becomes a zombie and so the whole movie is like her like um, being a zombie on the outside but like her clothes kind of fall off a little bit and then like he gets turned on by that <laughs> and I was like <laughs> and I was like this uh. is no, like I've never felt so good saying 
absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm like, glad that you said that. And it's just like a, a lot of young writers too is because we're fed the society too. And I feel like it is changing a lot because of things like this. Yeah. Um, but we're fed the society where it's it's like, it's, you know, your your man, probably Caucasian, is like your neutral, you know, and that's, and that's you yeah. know, where you can see the most levels. And then like if you're a different gender or if you're a different race or, uh, you know, uh, sexual orientation, then, you know, um, you have stories too, but, you know, like they're they're auxiliary. Yeah. You know, and and well, people write become much more narrow for you. Yeah. You know, and and uh, and like. I like I have that mindset too you know when I was doing improv too there were less women Mm -hmm. and so a part of my mentality was like oh I'm the girl on that team you know that's me I I was brainwashed you know instead of being like this is wrong (laughs) you know like I like I shouldn't be proud to be quote the girl on this team I should be questioning why am I the only girl or the only one of two girls on this team right you know um and so it's like we all have to correct, you know, like this brainwashing that we've been fed. Yeah. And I really do believe that improv is like gives you the skills to do that. It gives you skills. And it was funny because in my UC, my first one, I actually had to leave my first UCB 101 class because my grandfather passed away in the middle of it. Oh, um, and it was the intensive and like that was fine. But I, what I noticed even in that first week, um, just like – you have to observe and have to listen and pay attention. Mm-hmm. And what I was, my lens is that I noticed we had, it was about 60% guys, 40% uh, um, girls. And mm-hmm. we had the scenes where like we're working up to the multi-person scenes or whatever. Just calling it out. But like the guys would take over the scene. Mm-hmm. And like, I was like, let her talk. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just like, <laughs> this is a team scene that right is now. a such a real problem yeah and i was getting really annoyed and again it's like checking myself like am i making something out of nothing and i was like no this is an observable empirical (laughs) data-driven fact that guy's talking about 80 percent of the time Mm -hmm. shut up listen and let her talk Mm because she's like not even that that was an annoyance to me because i was like she wasn't she's paying to be in this class too mofo yeah she's trying to build her skill let her build (laughs) so my my naive hope is that that gets better as you get more it has even to the next yeah, I I think that like um I think that we have seen it. I mean, when I started at uh UCB th- there was like Eugene Cordero representing He's great. I love yeah. it. Oh, and uh Ann Maddox and Leslie Cena. I can think of three people on that stage who were Asian American. Mm-hmm. And I mean the, to like we didn't even have the numbers to create a Voltron. There were there, 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 like there weren't enough people to like to have uh, to be able to have a team that was um, all Asian American, right. and now like we have these sold out shows and stuff like that, and they're still like they're still. I mean, ideally, uh, you want the most diverse theater possible. I, ideally, you want like the most diverse cast possible because like that creates for the best comedy. I feel like you know when you get you just get the most amount of stories right. you get the most amount of backgrounds you get the highest level of comedy in my opinion yeah um but like but yeah and the the teams were um different in gender too where it's like they're all the teams were when i was watching harold knight were majority men um and so I, i'm trying to think if there were some that were all men and it's just because it was it was a smaller theater and it's like you hire your friends 
you know, like not that the theater hires anybody, but it's like, (laughs) if you're, if you're a white man, you probably have identified with people who are like you, other white men, and you'll probably be performing with those people. If you're an Asian American female, you probably identify with people who are (laughs) like you and you're going to be bringing those people. And so I think that what we're seeing is, is that like, now that we have more voices, we get more people who are, um, in a position to be bringing on other people. Yeah. And that's that's like not to bring everything back to a promo for my own show, <laughs> but it's like please do put away. But like that's what's like so cool. I can't take credit because I didn't create Andy Mac, but I'm so proud to be cast in this show. That's like Asian American females first. Yeah, you know, and it's like that. Like this show, I'm hoping is is uh, like another chisel. You yeah. know, in in breaking that wall of of being of of that whole um, structure that we have, where it's like you're. you're usually going to see like this this type of person on screen i'm hoping that like this show brings like is just another yeah um another thing that helps break that dam i was reading that the original character of andy mag was even written to be any specific ethnicity it's just um, peyton came and killed her audition yeah because she's lovely and because of that (laughs) the whole entire family became a multicultural family yes yeah, yeah, like uh, we all owe Peyton for our jobs. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Peyton. Thank you, Peyton. Um, yeah, and and that's that's I feel like that's a really pure form of color fi- color yeah. blind casting. It yeah. was like truly whoever's gonna get in like with and it's just so exciting because like you know I've been around for a little bit you know and. I've done a lot of smaller projects before I was able to audition for TV projects and stuff. And there is a lot of um, questions that come up when you cast the biracial family. A lot of people just won't do it because it's harder. Yeah. You know, yeah. quote, quote unquote, harder. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like, and it's just not something that you see. And you, it's not something you see as being very normal. I remember watching the end of Bridesmaids um, and you see Maya Rudolph's parents. And, and like, I remember being like startled by it. <laughs> like, because, and, and not because like it was like quote unbelievable. Like, yeah. I like, but it's just, I just realized I'd never see like biracial parents on TV. I never see that, yeah. you know? Yeah. And and so, like, the fact that it's like, oh, it's a normal thing and we're not going to make it a weird thing. It's just it's a multicultural family. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I think is is huge. Were you cast in a lot of those? I mean, were you sought out after that? Because I know there's, like, the interesting story. One person I would love to sit down and after talk about After Bridesmaids? Yes, Bridesmaids. I was. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, how Chloe Bennett, like, how she even, you know, went and changed her name to, like, get more auditions and whatnot because... I'm not familiar with this story. Chloe Bennett, um, she... Her real last name is Wang. Okay. Um, she's, oh. Yeah, and she, she changed it so that she could kind of up her opportunities. She's been in the game wow. quite a while as well. Um, now she's, you know, doing her thing. And yeah, she wrote about how she saw in like empirically higher number of callbacks once she changed her name from Wayne to Bennett. Wow. Yeah. And I believe it. Yeah. I believe it. So, like, I mean, that's like, it's so interesting to get casting calls where people are always looking for like ethnically ambiguous and like they're looking for, and, like Dante Bosco talks about how he's played like literally every ethnicity under the sun. <laughs> <laughs> like he's every, waiting, every brown. Every brown. Yeah. <laughs> right. But you know, you can pass it. Like, it, you know, and that's a, that's a slippery slope because I don't know if like <laughs> my first job was playing a Chinese American young woman. I was I was in an Intel ad for China. Yeah. And I was like, they're gonna tell. I'm alive. <laughs> I am alive. But I was like, I'm getting paid. I'm gonna show up. <laughs> well, like that's that's what's so exciting too of just like getting more voices in the mix here is that like 
we're not expected to play the gamut of all things Asian or all things brown, yeah. you know? Like, I'd, I'd unwillingly, I know kind of the basis on how to do, like, every different Asian accent, Eastern Asian accent, <laughs> because at some point, I think I've been asked to. Really? <laughs> like, I haven't been asked to do any accent Hey, so your time well, actually, will come. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Whether you not like it or like not. Not just like, because I'm a small game. I mean, not in the big time did, yet. You did play your mom in a BuzzFeed video. But that was uh, willingly and enthusiastically. <laughs> oh, yeah, and that's also your, like, you couldn't get closer to your own kind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? That was really fun. <laughs> um, and, and, and it's like, I, it's, it's nice how the conversations changed a little bit too, where it's like, I feel like 10 years ago, it's like, no one would ever bat an eye. It's like, okay, you're going to be playing Japanese, but I'm Korean, you know? Now I think it's something we actually consider. Yeah. You oh, know? Now there's like, they're like, you must be of Japanese descent. Yeah. And it's like in the and thing. At the same time, we're living in this strange, like, juxtaposition, like, with, um, like, I don't know why white actors keep getting cast as like Asian characters. It's so weird to me. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> Good that it's weird because before it like, used to not be even a thing. Yeah, exactly. You know? and, yeah, like, so like, I guess that's progress. progress in itself where progress. it's just like at least it's still <laughs> happening but like at least we're giving it a side eye. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, mm, don't and, like. And now there's a shirt. And you know what? <laughs> here, like here, this may be kind of like unpopular but like I don't, because I'm an actor, like I don't blame like I, I know the blame doesn't solely fall on the actor mm-hmm. but like the right. actors who we yes. see so they get our wrath you know it's like it's <laughs> yeah. you yeah. Scarlet yeah, yeah. Um, we're naming a show after you um, <laughs> like um, and, and like yeah you know you're complicit you know yeah. like you still have a choice to be like but there's a uh, lot like, of other like there's tons um, of decisions but there's a bunch the of people that to, should be yeah. really getting like really hearing it from us that we don't see and we'll never see because all these decisions are like kind of they're all these like like I really do feel like this. Um, what is it? like impl- like implicit bias? Like yeah. is is done through the most casual of doors. You know, it's just kind of like oh, you know, like we read a lot of Asian people and we just didn't really find anybody we really liked. You know, yeah. You know, it's just like this, just very casual, soft. Like oh, it just didn't work out this time. Yeah. You know, and um, put those names on shirts. <laughs> oh, you didn't ask like, what, what do these things have in common <laughs> yeah nobody well, likes those shirts <laughs> everybody's like what um, and, and so at, at least at least we're you know digging digging this up yeah. at least we're putting this up on the projector and being like what's really going on here and I think that's very cool yeah yeah, and to, and to peel back it's the onion. It's cool. Sunglasses, cool. So cool. It's like, it's good to peel back the layers because this is an onion. There's many layers to this. Are you, are you making a yeah. Shrek reference? Yes, I am. It's not a parfait. It's an onion. Onions are like donkeys. It's not like a cake. It's an onion. <laughs> um, now I want to eat cake. <laughs> but I still want to eat dim sum. Mm, dim sum. I had dim sum yesterday. I still. Want I'm like going sum. home. I'm sending out some emails, and then I'm going to Pine and Crane. That's my plan. Very nice. That's, that's great. <laughs> they have really good chili peanuts. Yeah, I have it. Always comes back to the Pine and Crane thing. Now I have to eat it too. Mm. She's another. Um, the 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 chef owner went to Harvard and then came back to do back stuff. to her yeah. roots to um, Taiwanese food. Oh, but, no, yeah, another reason to support that business is it's not only the best Taiwanese food in town, it's uh, a female-owned business, and that's yeah. cool, too. Yes. <laughs> air horn. <laughs> so. my, my air horn sucks. No, it doesn't. <laughs> no, I'm not going to try again. I just do it too often. That's how annoying I am. So, Minji, you actually watched the, the pilot then, right? Yeah, the pilot of Andy Mac. I love it. 
And I, I have a really... I have a really deep love. We were t- I was telling her how we talked about how I grew up with cable. Mm-hmm. I have a deep love for Nickelodeon and for Disney. I think that they make great programming. And because they, this is, again, I don't, well, like the sister daughter thing. That's like a real, like who, a lot of people wouldn't take that risk to tell such a compelling, like they'll just kind of like talk about how hard it is to be a 13 year old. Well, like this is like, this is real life. And mm-hmm. I love that they tackle such a big topic. But they still do it with with uh, with like the brightness of Peyton again, this like <laughs> shining light that is her, and she's a great actress. And like I got teary eyed. I was like I was getting really emotional, oh. like seeing her pain. But like, <laughs> but that's just what I'm saying. I think it's so great because now across the board, there's all these different, um, like Disney Channel and ABC, and you know all these different ways it's that all the we're same going. company. Oh, okay. Excuse yeah. me. But, and then, like, it's kind of, it's like, we're kind of going into all the different corners. This light is shining into all these other areas that, like, um, with different demographics and different generations can now address their own identities and see their own stories reflected. And that, that was very, like, powerful to me to see. Yeah. Um, you're going to make me cry now. <laughs> and, you're, and, ugh. The cynic in me can go all the way into the ways that Disney's actually super genius for doing this, but I'm going to let, if let they're this, super this, genius, but they're lie. still, but they're still, you know, again, I'm not going to, I'm not going to like praise them to the right. all ends. If there's problematic things, we could call them out. But I'm saying this is a win and like yeah. it's a good thing. I do love that um, Lauren Tom's also getting work now. And yes. she's, oh, yeah. She reminds I me of my mom because she's like Lauren always Tom. exercising. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh gosh, that's it. like yeah. That's that a, elliptical I, thing was hilarious. Like, <laughs> it, it comes back in episode two again. Like, and it, I didn't realize until I watched the two episodes back to back. It's like back to the elliptical, and it's the same thing. I'm just like, gosh, you're always on the elliptical. <laughs> you're really fit. Yeah, she's she's she is fit. Yeah, yeah, she is, and she's and she's a really great mother. Like, I don't know, she plays it so. Comp- just because I'm so I glad see. they got Lauren Tom because like this is someone who's seasoned. She gets it. She's so good, and like Celia is not an easy character to play, you know. And I really think that Lauren Tom does a good job of making her sympathetic. Yeah, like you feel for her, even though she's a tough mom, tough love. Mm. Something like full circle from the mother daughter thing. From wasn't she in um, Jola Club too? Yes, yes. exactly. Yeah. Yes, she <laughs> wrecked me. She wrecked me in Jola Club. Oh, Lauren. <laughs> She's so good. But congratulations on the show. Thank you. I really want to know who the dad is. Oh, yeah. Don't we all? I'm like dying. I was like, I need to go watch the next episode. The show premiered last Friday for reals on Disney Channel, and it's on every Friday at 7.30. It just premiered? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. I thought when you... Okay. They did an early release on YouTube. Okay. And it premiered officially on the Disney Channel back-to-back one and two. Hey. Mm -hmm. And then episode three is next week. Sweet. They Hamilton did. They like released it early to they build buzz, it. and then yeah, I don't know what that means. He knows. And then everyone wrote think pieces about it, and okay. then now it's super popular. Uh, so <laughs> much to learn on the PR end. It's like this is how you release a show, man. I'm Boom. so excited because all like my friends who didn't have the Disney Channel got to watch it. You know, yeah. like yeah. my friends who don't have kids yet. And, yeah, yeah. I'm like, so glad. I was like, oh, it's right here because I just googled it. It's great. It's like, right is it going to be on Netflix afterwards? I hope so. I hope so. It's a great show. Yeah. Actually, no. You can get Disney Channel on Sling. Yeah, you can get is, on Sling. Um, my dad just bought Sling so he could watch Which is pretty, pretty, show. A pretty is good. Sling? Sling TV is basically, um, it's streaming cable. Okay. Yeah. Oh, streaming basic cool. cable. Seven ninety yeah. nine a month, I think. <gasps> that's, oh, that's cheap. Yeah. Um, please, I'm just going to do that. Please pay me yeah. Sling for slinging your business. Seriously, yeah. sponsor collaboration. <laughs> I, I promoted Sling last night accidentally too oh, yeah. on a different <laughs> podcast. 
I'll be now you're just my like your spokesperson. Yeah, mm-hmm. your check is in the mail. Where's my check? <laughs> Slid between the three of us. Thank you, thank you, Sling <laughs> TV. Um, that'll do it. That's been we've been talking for over an hour now. Oh my gosh! But um, we gotta Minji's go because go. Minji's gotta, gotta go. go. Um, Milan, thank you so much for joining. Thank you us. so much for having it's me. This so has been fun. so much fun. Yeah, we should bring you back again. We should bring the whole like just. The whole family, <gasps> Lauren, Peyton, and oh Leon. my gosh, that would be really fun. Or the whole Voltron, and, and then also too. Voltron yeah. and Voltron, my my two that would families. Be like a three hour episode, just nonstop. <laughs> oh, and also my actual real family. <laughs> that would be really cool too. So these are my two families besides my other family, <laughs> all of them, and then your friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, if people want to find more of your stuff online, where can they go? Uh, I have a two person sketch group called Lelon and Wilder and we're, um, on YouTube and funny or die. Nice. And, um, I'm at your friend Lelon on Twitter and Instagram. Lelon is spelled L I L A N. It's not Lillian. It's Lelon. <laughs> I love your name. Awesome. Hey, way. thanks. It's Chinese name. Oh, I did not know that. It's pronunciation is Lelon. Mm. Oh, that's It's beautiful. like Mulan except with a Lee. Correct. It's mm-hmm. and it's the same character, the oh, lawn. Nice. Yeah. Um, so it's like beautiful. You should totally audition for Mulan then the new live action. Um, yeah. That yeah. would be the dream. <laughs> that would be the dream. Um, I'm Instagramming you right now. Yes. If you'd like to send an email to uh, the Collabcast, you can do so by sending it to podcast at collaboration.org. We always love listening to you and your thoughts. Um, you can also subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, and wherever you find podcasts online. The intro and outro for this week is brought to you by Travis Atreo. This song, um, what's the song called again? I don't know. You didn't choose the song I like. It, it, it changed to that song. Oh, you said yeah. Waiting on You? No. Beautiful Deception? <laughs> yeah, Beautiful. Yeah. The song is called Beautiful like Deception. So beautiful Deception. Okay, we're not going to do that. I don't know why. Thanks, Travis, for letting us use that song. Thank you, Travis. And that'll do it. Thanks again for joining us, Elon. Thank you, Marvin and Minji. Have a great day at Pie Night Crate. Oh, I sure will. We'll see you all next week. (laughs) Bye, Bye. guys.